I think we have a lot to say, but let's just, I say we jump right into it and see where just it goes. Just dive. Dive, dive, dive. Dive, dive. Awooga. Both our rooms turn red. That's right. Wait, what makes you think mine's not? Uh, it's Tuesday. It's June 6th. Um, here, you know what? Let me move this. Apologies for the for the noise, if there is any. got to move this. Oh, great handling in, noise on our podcast. In front of, in front of my melon. What is this amateur junk? <clears throat> I know. I know. What are we? When you, yeah, when you say your melon, you mean your, your head, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's like that uh, family guy <laughs> thing where it's like, hey, right. nice melons. Pete, I'm yeah. holding melons. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's on taking pictures. It's uh, it's a beautiful day. I'm looking. You look out the window here. It is. Uh, it's. I don't know about Brooklyn, man, but it's it's gorgeous here. So. Uh, it is rainy and cold and muggy, so it's gross. No, sunny and beautiful right here. So uh-huh. Bill Wadman in uh, Brook in sun in, in rainy muggy Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jeffrey Sidoris in. Um, let's see. What's the temp? What's the current temp? Seventy two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in the 50s here. Yeah, 72, partly cloudy. I'll be down cloudy, there tomorrow. Big, Hopefully big it'll still be nice. clouds. Gorgeous. All right. On taking pictures, weekly photography blast. We got a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about. You want to get the Apple stuff out of the way real quick? <laughs> Which, where do, you, where do you want to start with the Apple stuff? Well, okay, here, here's the irony. Here's the irony for me. For, and I feel like I can speak to this because, because I've been an Apple fan for a long time. Preach, and, Brother Jeffrey. Right. <laughs> the irony is that Apple is more valuable than they've ever been right now. They're more valuable than any company has ever been. They're they're on target to be the world's first trillion dollar company. They've got about three hundred billion dollars in cash sitting offshore. Um and yet year after year for, for a number of years now. The big pro- and I've I've got my air quotes out. The big product launches are a little bit faster, a little bit more memory, a little bit better G- uh, GFX cards, and it, it just doesn't feel like it. It feels like a very different company than than what we had under Steve. It's what happens <clears throat> when you become the incumbent. So. The big product, the big reveal at, bum, uh, bum, bum. at, at yesterday's WWDC, arguably was uh, speaker. Uh, the, well, I think I think that was the best <laughs> thing that they that they talked really? about. Really, I really do. Oh yeah, God, the okay. HomePod. Yeah, and it, simply Yawn. because, well, I. But that's the thing, right? That was the most exciting thing out of everything else. Right. We got a five thousand. Well, a new Mac Pro. We no a, a new iMac Pro. Or I'm sorry, iMac Pro. M- my mistake. iMac right. Pro that starts at $5,000. Now, the, the $5,000 version gets you, what, eight cores? Yeah. But it can go up to 18 cores, 128 gigs of memory. Eight- for $128,000. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, just the chip for that machine is almost $6,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a very expensive machine that you can't upgrade at all. Right. So who, I guess, who is the market? I mean, I'm sure a few pros and a few of the Apple loyal will buy them, but by and large, is that the machine that pros want? Is that the machine that video editors, photographers, who, who is it for? Because as you just said, it's not expandable at all. Once you, once you buy the thing. 
Okay, two, two, two things. Other to than do. external expansion. All right. I personally, like if I was independently wealthy, yeah. I would consider buying an iMac Pro just because it looks pretty darn, it, it's a, I'm sure it's a very nice, very, very fast computer. The problem is for most of the stuff that I do, at least, which is like still photography and that kind of stuff, it's somewhat overkill. I don't need sure. eight cores. Like Photoshop, yeah. Lightroom, Capture One, none of these things require a lot of cores, you know. Um, a lot of RAM, sure, but I got a lot of RAM in a regular iMac now. You know, you can do 64 gigs in the, in the new ones. Right. Um, storage, okay, it's super fast storage. Okay, well, my new laptop I got three weeks ago does three gigs a second. So, you know... Um, they they now announce this new thing, Jeffrey, where they are uh, doing the external GPUs as accelerators, right. which right. actually was a really interesting thing. And I wonder if that's going to be their answer for nothing's upgradable in this machine. Well, you can just add this box for $600 plus the price of a GPU, and then you can use that GPU and resolve or whatever. Um, uh, it may be. Because yeah. a lot of... I mean, look, a lot of people are using their notebooks, but there again... I mean, I know I know more people who have purchased new notebooks that opted, as you did, for the non-touch bar MacBook Pro. Yeah, the little one. I mean, that was the big feature, a touch bar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's. They are. So your answer, in answer to your question of who the, who is this for? Well, you know what? I mean, in the grand scheme of old school video editors and stuff, no, they want a cheese grater update, right? Which mm-hmm. is what they say they're going to give next year. Who knows if they're going to give it next year? Um, I Although hope this with a little bit of Tony is, Mac know-how, you can do that now. You could build one now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't, I wonder if, I, I worry that this is what they're talking about when they say, oh, there's going to be a new Mac Pro, <laughs> you know? Um, right. I hope this isn't their answer to that for real. Like if I I know they say they're going to do one next year or whatever it is, but this one's not coming out till December. So, you know, yeah, maybe uh, this is it. Yeah. 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 Uh, But, but for your average person who wants to edit video, this thing would be fine. You and I do think, well, the the regular, you you and I think like dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we do. We, you and I think in a very old school way. Right. Um, and yeah, the old, the regular iMac 5K, I would buy that tomorrow as my main machine because most of my storage is external. I have a Drobo and a couple external drives and a kind of internal drives. But like if I had to have those external off the back on a Thunderbolt 3 bus, like that would be fine mm-hmm. um, for me. Now, for interestingly, for, they have gone to Radeon for the entire line. Yeah, well, well, haven't they been using uh, AMD GPUs for a long time? Yeah, but now yeah. I, I guess my point was was you've got these brilliant new GPUs coming from Nvidia. Nvidia released drivers for yeah for for the Mac. Yep. Yeah. So it, you, the you writing was sort might, of on the wall. Yeah, that yeah, they might yeah, switch yeah. over for the for the new machines. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Maybe they're maybe they are planning to give that option for the yeah. for the new machine for next year, or whatever it is. Well, um, and isn't isn't it kind of an fu to Adobe since Adobe's Sweet all takes a, take advantage of the CUDA cores for rendering. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Although the uh, the Adobe stuff's getting better with OpenCL, so I mean it's not mm-hmm. like it's a it's the end of the world like it used to be. It, right. So then, so the, the Macs are unblow. You know they don't blow you away, right? They're just they are what they are. I love how they're just like we're going to turn back and make Macs for Creative Pros, and here it is. It's a souped up iMac, and you're like right. <laughs> it's a laptop with a bigger screen. There, there, there are there are no members of that audience who are creative pros who are like yeah. 
Yeah. Like, there were probably just, no creative pros in the audience. Although, it feels you know very strange. It is very strange. Then they show Affinity Photo on an iPad. Which, which was pretty damn cool. Which is pretty damn cool. The, the problem, and it looks very neat, and uh, it's like, great, super. The part that I don't understand, Jeffrey, is how the hell do I get things on and off of there? Like, okay, I for example, last... Well, I'm sure, don't they have a dongle for that? <laughs> well, last Tuesday, I took 45 gigabytes of pictures right. in an hour and a half. Okay, 45 gigabytes of pictures. So I have to get the 256 gig iPad. Okay, so I get them on there. I start playing with them. How do I get them from there to another machine that I'm going to edit them on? Mm. Uh, Thunderbolt to USB. What, what, what Thunderbolt? On, on where? Or I'm sorry, lightning, lightning to, USB. to USB. Yeah, I'm sorry. Lightning. You want me to, to transfer? You know, and 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 how do I do that exactly? I do it through iTunes. You know what I mean? Like I, this is it's. They added this Files iOS app. Have you seen this thing? I did. Yeah. So so you're supposed to get access to all your cloud stuff. So they want you to like have everything on the cloud. It's like, well, I'm not going to upload 45 gigabytes of photos to to Dropbox or wherever the hell it is to to get them down on the other to side to then pull like, them back down locally just, yeah it's just that's not tenable for people who are really doing this work i don't care how good the gpu is or how great the pen is to use and whatever it is it's like i got to like dump these things on and then i got to back them up to another external drive because god forbid my ipad gets lost or fails or dies i can't have them only in one place so you know what i mean like they're it's you're it's they're solving problems but they're not solving the problems that people who are doing this day to day need to do sure um, I, just, I, I see your point. Maybe that's not, maybe you're not the market though. Maybe the market is the 16 to 24 megapixel prosumer. Maybe, but even then it's like, you know, so I, I got to get these files over to my computer. I got to do it all through the cloud. Really? That's your best option, you know? And I, I understand they don't want to add real file management to the to iOS because that's part of the power of the security and the whatever of iOS is that you don't have but to worry it, about that But that's kind of what, what Files is doing. It's, it's creating a, uh, or not creating, but it's, it's, establishing yeah, a file structure. And if, I, and if I can connect to an SMB share on there and I can dump them over via Ethernet, maybe, you know, or, or mm -hmm, Wi-Fi rather, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. maybe that's an answer. Um, I'm just saying that the way it is right now, I, I have a hard enough time being frustrated by USB-C ports on the new machine, you know, right. uh, to get these things on and off. So it's, it's I don't know, it's, gonna, it's really interesting and I don't know if they have a good answer. I did, however, download the latest uh, Affinity Photo and when I get a minute to get some time, I'm actually going to uh, uh, I'm going to spend some time and actually try to do a picture from soup to nuts in there. I played with I it a little bit you, last night. I like it's it fast. a lot. It's yeah. fast. It's nice. The, the 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 main thing is just that all of my muscle memory is I know where the tools are. I know this yeah. thing can do most of what I need it to do. It's just like exactly how it does that. You know, is well, just a little bit different and it's enough different that it's annoying. You know, if it does help, you can totally remap the keyboard shortcuts and, oh, and yeah, you can remap them. So a lot of people that are that are Adobe, you know, old school Adobe users have remapped their keyboard shortcuts from what I've read to to something closer to what they're used to. Yeah, I uh, I, I was trying to find its version of blend if. You know, uh, uh, you know, where you can have a layer and you can say, you know, only show this layer if it's this darkness on the lower layer, you know, all that, right, that kind right, of right, stuff. Right. And there is a way to do it in there. In fact, it's actually arguably more powerful or more intuitive than the Adobe way. It's just it's just different enough that I'm like, oh, OK, that would take me a minute just to figure out exactly how this all handles. Um, right. So that's why I just need some some time. But 
It's interesting. I think it's, you'll like them. I mean, I think if, he's, if very you put responsive. some time in, yes, I've I've been using them for both for about a year on the book, and I have not been disappointed so far. There are a few things, as you said, there are a few things that are you're like, oh, okay, well, that's weird. Um, they charge what forty dollars for forty dollars for photo? each. Yeah, for photo and for designer. You gotta um, wonder how they are, how they make. I wonder if they're I, making money. I think it's volume. I mean, they're still developing. They've got a new layout uh, application that's that's going to be coming out uh, hopefully in beta this year. Um, yeah. The the iPad version I think is going to be a terrific seller. Um, they don't have you know the the the, the large team developing so so edits sure. and, yeah, yeah. and updates come you know when they come, but. If you look at, I mean, keep in mind, Bill, this is a 1.x release. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Photo and designer are, yeah. are, are both, yeah. you know, the, we're still in the one development cycle. So, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, it, it's pretty impressive. Oh, it's very impressive. It's, it's you know, it's funny. I was up uh, at my wife's family's house uh, up in Vermont this weekend for a wedding. And uh, her little brother is like a big Linux user and stuff like that. And he goes, you know, what do you use? And I was like, Mac OS, oh, Mac OS is so insecure. You need to use Linux. And I was like, well, I need to get work done. So I need Photoshop and I need right. capture one. He's like, <laughs> you could use the GIMP. And I was like, no, yeah. I really yeah. couldn't use the GIMP. Sorry. Yeah, use the GIMP and Inkscape for all your vector. Right. Yeah. And, 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 but I say that as, as, as to say like, you know, if Adobe Photoshop didn't exist, what I've seen just in playing with this for 20 minutes yesterday I could I could move over to that if that was the only option, you know. Uh, it's a terrific photo. option. I mean, yep. even even though Photoshop exists, it's a terrific well, option. Well, that's the thing, and you know, and you start looking at it, and you go, oh, well, maybe that plus Capture One. You spend forty dollars for that. You spend two hundred fifty bucks on Capture One. How does the how is the raw conversion stuff in there? Have you played with it at all? In Photo, yeah, it's it's most of the same tools. Um, opening a raw file is a little slower. I will say. Okay. Um, but once you're in that ecosystem, yeah, it's a fast app. Um, okay. A lot of stuff happens in real time. Um, it is. There just seems to be a little a little lag in the opening when you're in the develop persona. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. You what you do is like if you open a file. Let's say you open a raw file. You you make your adjustments, and then you you have to click OK or accept. You basically you kind of bake in the adjustments okay oh i see okay. which is kind of a, it's it's almost like akin to to you know different modules in lightroom you know and right, they, right, but right. affinity they call them personas so you've got you know you've got your your develop persona and you've got the export persona and you've got i think there's one for liquify as well so all your liquify tools which terrific set of of manipulation tools in in that persona but they're they're effectively different modules that that communicate back and forth yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. And do, do you know if there's any integration between the iPad and the desktop versions of Affinity Photo? I don't know because I haven't played with the iPad version yet. Um, in fact, it won't run on any of my iPads. Oh, do you, does it require an iPad Pro? Requires uh, iPad Air 2 or greater. And it will oh. not run on any mini because it requires a 9.7 or better screen. And the pencil only works on the Pros, right? Uh, I think so. Although there's an app called Astropad, I think that's the name of it. Well, yeah, that that turns it into a tablet for a computer. No, 
Right. Right. So you could you could use an iPad as a as a device for your computer, but in terms of of just the pencil, With the Apple I, pencil, yeah, I think it's Pro only. But I, right. I I'm and not sure. I haven't what, really six, looked into six fifty. Yeah, six fifty for the new ten point five inch, you, and the but pencil you need to is have another a lot more space on it for something like that. Yeah, so, so seven fifty is the one twenty eight gigabyte version. All right, so you need and at least that. So yeah, yeah. seven fifty plus a hundred dollars for the. For the, you're going to spend a thousand dollars after tax on all this stuff. Tax and Apple Care, sure, yeah, yeah, every bit of okay. that. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. The 10 inch one is kind of neat, and I, look, I, it's like I like the idea. I think it would be very cool. I think that I I just it's one of those things. You ever have the tools and you're using the tools, and it's like, yeah, this can do everything I want it to do, but I feel like it's fighting me along the way. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, sure. And it's, you know, and that's every time I've ever tried to do stuff on an iPad, that's what it feels like to me. It's like, yeah, I can do this, but it's going to take longer than doing it on a Mac. So why am I doing it on the iPad? Mm-hmm. You know, or, well, or I think it's, it's a mobile system. It's not designed to be, you know, your main, you're not supposed to be sitting there on a six foot desk, you know, at home in your studio slash office using a 10 inch iPad. I right. don't think. Although, isn't this what the what uh, what they're? Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, ultimately, when it comes down to it, ten inches isn't that big of a screen. No, no. You know. And if you if you if you spring for the twelve inch Pro, which has a little higher resolution, a little higher res, a little better, you know, in in terms of of real estate. But but now you're getting up into you know close to entry level MacBook Pro territory. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, they. Uh, they updated that one too, right? They updated the 12 uh, Yeah, they're with the, the KB Lake processors now. Oh, no, uh, the, the pad is just... It's, it's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm interested in playing with one, and if somebody, you know, sent me $1,000 and I had nothing else to do with that, I would consider buying one to play with. I've owned three iPads. I've sold them all just because they never did what I wanted them to do, but maybe it was... You know, iOS wasn't there, or the power of these things wasn't there, or the pencil didn't exist, or, you know... Yeah. Um, Apparently, the lag from the pencil has been shaved off considerably in the new versions. All oh, right, that was the the big problem, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's there's still that feeling of drawing on glass. Yeah, you know, there's still the the tactility of of uh, 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 not frictionless surface, but a slipperier surface that doesn't have that that slight little bit of texture that paper yeah. gives. In in all the years of you know, Palm Pilots and, you know, back to the Newton. Have mm-hmm. you ever had a digital thing that you actually wanted to write on freehand? That you enjoyed writing as if in a notebook? You know, I had I had the first iPad and there was a particular screen protector that I used. Gave it a little surface? That ga- Yeah, it gave a little a little grit, for lack of a better word. It wasn't just a slick piece of plastic. It was almost like the difference between a matte screen on an LCD and a glossy screen. It was that kind of a difference. And now you only, back then, you only had the, the kind of rubbery uh, uh, capacitive touch uh, stylus to choose from. You didn't have like a, a real thin, precise kind of thing. But, right. but in terms of, of feel, it got closer. You know, I, I'm still looking for that that feeling of pencil on paper because sure. the, the the gliding of the plastic on the glass, it still is is it's enough it's enough for me to just be kind of off putting. Even even my Wacom tablet. For those of you listening who who use uh, uh, Wacom tablets, 
th- that little plastic uh, uh, sheet that goes over the top of the of the tablet, it provides just a little bit of resistance. And maybe you guys will, will ring true with this. That's different than than taking that same stylus and just running it on the surface of an iPad, where it's where it's it's just too frictionless. There's no there's no tactility for lack of a better word. It's not the right word, but I think you get where I'm at. All right. So can we, can we go philosophical for half a minute? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, what, have you never listened to this show? <laughs> I actually haven't. Uh, <laughs> um, it's pretty good. You should give it a listen. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, and oh God, I don't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. I foresee an inevitability that iOS is a primary OS. For Apple and for possibly me, like that. That's where I think Apple's it'll be a going. hybrid. You think it? Well, I think that they're going to keep adding features to iOS to the point where it makes ninety-five percent of the people who want to use a Mac happy enough to use iOS. Okay. Okay. And that may be me, just because I'm using. It used to be that I cared about tinkering with computers, and now I just kind of want to get my work done. Yeah. I mean, I still care about the computer, but I, and I want it to be fast and clean and blah, 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 blah. But like, I, I don't want to jump through hoops to do it my way just to make a point, you know? Sure. Um, and I th- feel like the people who are using iOS as their primary machines for things like photo editing now are doing that on the other side. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the weight is still on the Mac for that kind of thing. And there's people who are doing it on iOS and they want you to move that way, but it's still way easier on the Mac. But there will be a point of time where, oh, well, this thing is so fast and it's got a terabyte of space on it and it can talk to external drives that at 400 megs a second over the air, or, you know, whatever it is, right? Like the, the future quote unquote yes but it will still come down to software it will still come and if and if capture one or phase or photoshop for that matter aren't as robust on the ios i think that they will be hmm or somebody like affinity photo will come out and you know using photoshop or capture one will feel like using uh you know uh word perfect after Word for yeah. Windows came out. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you could do it. And there's people who still do it. But the people who are still doing it, who still think it's better, are just holdovers from another era who want to use keyboard commands. And I love keyboard commands. Don't don't write us. Um, yeah, sure. They're, yeah. But, but you know, the idea of having a piece of glass, whether it's 12 inches or a 15-inch version or something like the Surface Studio that runs iOS, mm-hmm. some future version of iOS three, four, five years from now, that is massively powerful for all the right reasons that doesn't crash that, that allows me to move my stuff here, there and everywhere and sends them over to people when I need to. And that kind of stuff. I mean, that, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe this files thing is, is Apple dipping their toes in to see what the adoption rate is so they can just build it into the next version of iOS. Yeah. I mean, if, if it can get everywhere it needs to get locally, and now they're doing the drag and drop stuff, and right. they've added something that looks like a dock. Did you right. notice that? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, I did. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's Mac OS Lite, you know? Yeah, right. It's, it's my first Mac OS. My- <laughs> <laughs> I'm and I like Mac OS. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what it feels like. And, and apologies to Yo Gabba Gabba watchers everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I'm Bill. I like to dance. Um, <laughs> all, all the people with kids right now are going, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, um, and they're asking themselves, why do you guys watch this? <laughs> I, have ne- I have a nephew who loved it. Uh, 
I sadly have no excuse. Um, so, uh, you know, do you, okay. Yeah, do you, I mean, so, maybe. I guess, like, I, and if, I don't and know. If that's I mean, the answer is that three years, four years out, is this Mac laptop I bought the other day, you know, to, to have something to work on the road, is that a dinosaur in its own way? And, you know, should I, the problem is, okay, let's say today, instead of buying that thing, I had bought a $1,200 iPad Pro, top of the line iPad Pro, you know, right. maxed out. I got the pencil. I got the whole thing. All right. Well, what the hell converts these DNG files on the thing? Cause I need to, cause they need a lot of manipulation to get the highlights back and the shadows right. up and blah, blah, right. blah. You know, I'm not shooting JPEG. Um, maybe there's a tool for that. Maybe affinity photo on the iPad does that, you know, maybe, maybe, I could have jumped in with both feet and sucked it up for a little while until it got better. You know, um, I had, a, I had a, a, a friend, my, well, I had a friend. I do have a friend, uh, named Neil. <laughs> Hi, Neil. If he's listening, uh, who I remember when they first moved over to Intel chips in no six, maybe right from, wrong? from the power PCs. Right. Um, he bought the last power PC iMac on purpose. Because he said, you know, I went through the conversion from OS 9 to OS 10. I went through the conversion from uh, 6800 to PowerPC back in the 90s. Like, I realized that the first couple versions of whatever the new thing is are going to suck. There's going to be compromises. It's going to be, you know, the stuff that I really need to do is going to end up not being native. You know what I mean? All Mm -hmm, these kinds of mm -hmm. things, right? And I feel like we're almost in that era now where it's like you could do this stuff with iOS, but you're not going to want to do this stuff with iOS. So when does that become the native thing? Yesterday, what there's a new version of macOS, Jeffrey. What is it called? High Sierra. And what does it have in it? Uh, exactly. Right? I, it's, yeah, it's, I got, mean, I, it's got a new file system. Oh, yeah, the new file system that they already put on iOS six months ago. Right. Three months ago. Yeah, what is, I don't even there's don't no new features. Even the takeaways... <laughs> are for right. it's, it's stuff about you know the the mail app is better and you know you can use those external gpus theoretically oh right those external gpus so we don't have to make a mac pro and you can use a box external to do resolve right i mean that's hmm. that's what's in the new version they're not putting money or time or energy into mac os they're not adding features they think it's fully baked in fact yeah, if you know anything, what? they're just trying to make iOS, bring it up to the point where it surpasses macOS. Sorry, I cut you off. No, that's all right. If you go to Apple... Oh, here. Okay. it's High Sierra is is the fourth item in the list If on when I go to apple.com. Uh, yes, it is. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, it's faster. It's more responsive. It's safe and secure. It's got a new video standard. Um, it's Woo! got metal two two six five. Yeah, uh, they're putting a lot of time into VR because um, that's going to be huge for your average person, right? Yeah, I mean, so uh, yeah, new mail app, new photos app. No mention of iTunes, which is still kind of a hunk of crap, right? Yeah, because they're moving on from iTunes. They don't care about you and your library of music. They care about you being on Apple Music, so you just jump ahead. Why would they fix iTunes? You don't need it. Yeah. Just I mean, pay us $10 a month. Oh, wait, here, new features. You want. Um, intelligent browser tracking. There's no new stuff play. in, in yeah. photos, mm-hmm. right? And and But it's not like dramatically crazier photos, right? Yeah. I, I feel like this is, the, the High Sierra, the more I look at it, might be a perfect name for it because it's it's basically uh, the 7S to the 7. Yeah, it's, it's Snow Leopard. Yeah. 
which yeah. which is yeah. which is great. But they said the same thing about El Cap after Yosemite, and El Cap did. I stayed on Yosemite for a long time because El Cap kind of watered things down weirdly and stuff. I don't mm. know. It's it's uh oh. And what did you think about the fact that they're changing the standard? Uh, compression format, not from JPEG to some other. Yeah, it's H. their own proprietary version. thing, isn't yeah. it? It's not an open standard. No, it's it's well, it's based upon the compression stuff of two six five, I think. Hmm. But you, I mean, you get the point. Like that's yeah weird. Is yeah. that really that so, much of a problem? Uh, and they say, oh well, you know, when you export stuff, it'll all work. So basically, they're going to convert them to JPEG in the thing, so you got double compressed stuff. So it will compress this, what is it, X, XE, XE something? I don't remember yeah, the name of it. I forget it. what the thing is, yeah. Anyway, so it's going, it's, that's going to be its internal compression structure, and then it's going to use JPEG, JPEG compression on top of that? I, what I'm saying is if they, if they export it to somebody else, they're going to have to take that and turn it into a JPEG. Oh, so, oh, 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 yeah. See yeah, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or, or they hope that that, that becomes the new standard in the, in the way that, that 264 did for many people. Right, right. Or JPEG 2000 never did. Right. Right. I don't know. It's just it's it's all interesting. Sorry, we're talking about so much Apple stuff. I just I, I just it's it's made me rethink my future with computing, and mm-hmm. that does in fact make me uncomfortable. <laughs> I would like to ask the listeners, listeners, um, write in to us if you get a minute. Podcast at ontakingpictures dot com. Mac, and this is not a Mac versus PC debate or war or flame thing none of that i just want to know what people are using what do you what are you guys using as a platform are you using windows uh because i i use both i use windows 10 as my gaming machine that's all i use it for but i've been more impressed with windows 10 than i have since maybe xp came out okay um seven and eight really didn't do much for me and and the, the bummer about windows 10 and we've talked about this on the show a little bit is you don't have to dig very deep and it still feels like three one one. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. in in some ways, that's that's um, my problem with it. It's like, come so, on, if you're gonna skin it, skin the whole damn thing. Yeah. So, what are you guys using? Uh, and and why is it is it because that's what you've always used, or are there some aspects to what you use, whether it is Mac OS or Windows, that 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 either brought you there or keep you there? Right. Yeah. Anyway. So it's yeah, interesting, so, uh, right? Sorry about all the Apple talk. <laughs> Apple talk. Remember when that was a thing? Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, Apple talk. <laughs> um, I th- yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's strangely the future, and I don't know what I think about that. Right. Um. Right. I guess I guess we'll we'll know we'll know first we'll know soon. Yeah. Uh. All right. What else you got on the list? So I, I found this thing. It's uh, as as many of you know, I've been working on a book for a long time, and um. I found an interesting article on medium that was, that was written by, okay, let me back up a little bit. Uh, there is a, there's a chef whose name is Grant Ackett's, uh, owns a restaurant called Alinea. And if you'd like to see this in action, he's, he's a, he's a wonderfully inventive chef. I don't even have really the, the, first of all, I don't have the palate to really understand what Isn't he does. Is this the guy but, that you talked about on the TV show? Or yes. Is this a chef's table. Yes. No chef's <clears throat> table. Okay. So go, go Netflix chef's table season one or two. I don't remember Grant Ackett's Alinea. Okay. So Nick, the guy that wrote this, this piece on medium is Grant's partner. Yeah. The other, the owner of the place. Yeah. Yeah. He's the co-owner of Alinea. And the, the point of the article is, is uh, relates to books. And, and this, this will, I think, I hope 
not be boring and, and ring true for some of you who have considered doing a photo book, either having one published, getting one published, finding a publisher or self-publishing. So uh, Alinea, huge restaurant. Um, they just, they, 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 uh, they were, they started to get approached about doing a book, a cookbook about Alinea. And one of the interesting things about publishing that I took away from this is kind of what a racket it can be. Not always, but it can be. So, uh, uh, Nick was very forthcoming about the deal that they were, um, presented with. Yep. All right. So, and he, and he, and he breaks it down and I just, I, I wanted, I thought this might be interesting to, to some of you listeners and, and for us to maybe discuss. So their, their deal was, um, the, they would deliver a hundred recipes, uh, and you can read in the article, 150 color photographs, high res, blah, 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 blah. So here's their deal. Uh, they get an advance, right? Right. Um, they get $125,000 advance. And then their royalties were 8% of the color pro- cover price for the first 15,000 copies, 10% on the next 15, 12% on everything thereafter. Um, and then they upped, they upped their, their, their advance. Uh, but the, one of the other things that was in there was there's a buyback clause where it states, and I'm, I'm looking at the article here, the author will purchase 5,000 copies for resale within 12 months of publication, subject to the following terms, non-returnable orders of a minimum of 500 copies, et cetera, et cetera, at a discount of 50% off the retail price. Okay. So yes, they're getting an advance of $125,000, but then they're having to buy 5,000 of their own books to sell at retail, but they're buying them at wholesale. So in theory, they're going to make, yeah, they sell them at the restaurant, that kind of thing. A lot of, a lot yeah, of restaurants yeah. have to do this kind of thing. Yep. But if, you know, as Nick points out, he starts doing the math. Um, and it got to the point where you know, of, of that, of that advance, they have to spend all the money and they write in here that we have to spend all the money on photography, graphic design, pre-press, editing, recipe, tasting, writing proofs with a team of four to six professionals contracted for the book. This would typically use 70 to 85% of the advance. Yeah. You're not making any money on, on making a book that way. Right. You're, you're also the, talking, can I just uh, yeah, insert please. one second here? Um, that you know, he they got offered one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. I think they upped it to two fifty eventually, right? It was still, yes, but yes. this is a very well known chef who has a publicity. You know, I mean, this is not like just some guy. This is absolute deal guy who's getting a quarter million dollars or a half million dollars or you know a quarter million dollars. He is the exception. It's not like your average person would get one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Absolutely, advance. but the terms I think are what what are, are kind yep, of interesting yep, because yep. they would typically be con- constant. And he, so he's Nick goes on. He says, since I was I I expected that we would be selling books through the restaurant, I wouldn't mind having an inventory. So I didn't pay close attention to that section of the offer. But doing the math, I realized that the publisher was essentially guaranteeing that they would recoup the entirety of the original advance. Yeah. At $30 wholesale to us and a cost of $3.83 to them to have it printed, right. a sale of 5,000 copies to us, the author, would net them $130,000 in profit. Right, right. Against well, their $125,000 advance. Right. Well, you know, that is the, that's the publishing industry. Now, there are a lot of people on the other side who were 
you know, pu- people at the publishing house that are doing a lot of work. It's not like it's just some giant cash cow in the publishing Ab- world. Absolutely, too. absolutely. Um, but yes, yes, it is. It is not a amazingly good deal for the author. It never is. Right. right. Book making, making books, writing books, doing it through a publishing house uh, has its ups and downs, but it's certainly not uh, the the best way to do it. So sorry. Go ahead. Well, and I and I remember talking to, or the only uh, to it, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I remember talking to a, a very well known. Uh, photographer, educator on the Canon side of things took him 18 months to do this particular book. And he he said, I'm going to make $2 a copy. Yep. Yeah. And And I I have to, you know, I'm on the hook for X number of copies as a buyback. Right. So they Um, didn't do this, right? So they made a deal. No, they, they self-published what, what had happened. They self-published the first book which was just called Alinea. And that leads us into kind of the next part of this discussion, which is kind of, so give it a read. Um, There are solutions out there for self-publishing your own book. Um, I I will say that they set up a website, sold 5,000 books directly. The average person is not selling 5,000 books ever. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Again, they're, they are a, a little bit of a, um, they're an anomaly, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah, sure. Um, now that being said, I I hope and I you got to be able to put up hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, a lo- tens of or a hundred thousand dollars in production fees that you hope you'll recoup, right? You know what I mean? Right. That, that's and then they on did you. their first edition. They I think they said thirty thirty thousand copies. Right. Right. And then they're they're on their sixth printing with over a hundred thousand sold, which is as you said, that's an phenomenal. anomaly for yeah, a cookbook. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people who have self-published their books, done it some somewhat this way, hired somebody to design their book, put up the money, got 5,000 copies made in China or wherever the, the Korea or you know, Europe or whatever they wanted to do it and are still selling and have cases of their books in their garage, you know, so that also happens a lot too. So right, just right. wanted to put that in there. Um, so what did they do? They released this book. And th- this is where it gets kind of interesting. There was a, a a guy who was given this book as um, a gift, and his name uh, Alan Alan Hamburger. Yeah, Alan Hamburger. So Alan was given <laughs> a copy of this book, and it it is a, it is a gorgeous book. I mean, I've seen the book; it's beautiful. Was given a copy of it and decided to make one of the recipes. And he made uh, 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 this dry caramel, and he said he made it because it was the the shortest, or it seemed to be the shortest recipe in the book. Okay, can we can we say that these are also not Blue Apron recipes? <laughs> yeah, no, are, no, 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 are... no, no, <laughs> no. These are these are not. Yeah, you know, boil and bag, you're yeah. done. Okay, go ahead. Um, so he said it took him three times to get this thing right, and and he he finally got it right. Took photographs of it and went, yeah, I think I'll make another one. And he made another recipe and then he made another one and he made another one and he worked his way through over five years, worked his way through the entire book, making every recipe in the book, taking woodworking classes, welding classes, metalworking classes to be able to make some of the display and delivery apparatus required to, to present these things. And he made his own book called the Alinea Project. Did he actually finish the book or is he just sort of raising money for the book? Did he actually finish it? I didn't, I didn't get that far. I mean, I watched yeah, the video. You know, he finished stuff. it. Okay. Yeah, he finished. This was back in 2014. Right. So, uh, by the way, yeah, his uh, backers for his Kickstarter, he had 511 backers. 
So, you know right. what I mean? Like, so there, right. there's a better example of what somebody would do if they were making and, and a big we, book like we've that. We've got the link in the show notes. Please go watch the, 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 the video about I, this because Okay, the video is what found me. I, I The end of the video is what I found most fascinating. So when yes. you're done with this, we'll yeah. get on so let's, let's Well, let's let's jump into that. So there is a video of, of, of Alan and his wife talking about this project um, and, 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 and kind of where it goes next. We'll, we'll jump into where it went next after Bill uh, jumps in. What were you okay, going to say? So, so they show him making some of these items, him and his wife eating them. They show him obsessing about things in the grocery store and, you know, short depth of field video shots, pull focuses, you know, all these kinds of crazy things. Yeah, right? sure. Um, so that that's all that's all fine and dandy. And I, honestly, the first like eight minutes of the 12 minute video, I was like, OK, another one of these crazy, you know, obsessive hipster people doing something obsessive and hipstery. But then. The part that I liked is that apparently in one of the recipes, he had a hard time getting some gel to gel, right? Mm -hmm. Some some sort mm -hmm. of, right? Mm -hmm. And every time he did it, it would break apart and and he couldn't figure it out. So he had emailed a couple times with the chef and the chef would send him terse responses. And he hit this wall and he tried it a number of times and he ended up adding like some extra gelatin to make it work. And he's just like, no, but that's a cop out. Like this is the recipe. I should be able to do it the recipe the way it's written. So he writes the guy and says, hey, could you give me some tips? I've tried this a few times, can't get it. And the guy said, come out to Chicago and we'll give it a shot together. Right. Yeah. So he gets on a plane. He goes out to Chicago. They're in Oakland, California, by the way. Okay. Yeah. The, the writer. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, the yeah. So they, they fly out to Chicago. He flies out to Chicago and he shows up at the restaurant and the guy's like, oh, hey, you made it. Uh, hold on a second. Like we're working on some stuff. Um and then he spent a couple hours making this recipe with the kid, the kid, uh, just for sake of, you know, clarity. The kid. With Alan. Yeah. With Alan. Yeah. Chef Ackett's. Yeah. Yeah. And Alan do this thing. I love how Alan shows up in a suit, by the way. Did you, yeah. did you notice that? <laughs> it was like his dad's suit. It was excellent. Yeah, right. Um, so, so Alan's standing there and they make the recipe and it falls apart exactly like it did at Alan's house. And, and the, the chef is just like, oh, I guess the recipe's wrong. I guess we should just add some more gelatin. And now it's just like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. That's your solution? This is supposed yeah, to be the yeah. Bible. I came up with that solution myself. Like, you know. And, and the big realization, I guess, was that he's just a person like any other. Uh, the chef is. And make mistakes. And this is just reality. And okay, there's a mistake. And so we're going to fix it by experimenting and being smart about what it is that we do. And, and it was sort of this realization that this book is not a Bible. It's a cookbook, right? And I just, I liked that idea that it changed the way that Alan saw him cooking the stuff and cooking himself. You know what I mean? The, sure. The, yeah. the, the, the role that he plays in this equation isn't just as somebody making the thing somebody else designed, but rather, um, you know, as a participant in the experimentation that leads to the result. Sure. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That's, that's, that's what I liked about it. So go ahead. So next level, this book is released. Uh, it, it makes its way to, to, uh, Nick. Yep. Um, and he, he says he gets a copy and his mind was kind of blown. And 
So, so okay, here's, uh, while I had known that Alan was a talented animator and programmer for Weta Studios in New Zealand and then at Pixar working on Finding Dory, I had no idea that his wife Sarah was a talented graphic designer working at ILM. She was responsible for laying out the entirety of the Alinea book project, or the Alinea project book, along with all of the graphic design. Right. As soon so as the, I paged- This is what these people do for a living. Yes. Yep. As soon as I paged through the Alinea project, literally that second, I knew- Someday we'd work with Alan and Sarah to make our books. I just had no idea how that would make that how would make that happen. Right. So long story slightly longer. Um, this couple now works with Chef Ackett's and with Nick as their bookmakers. They right. they and their daughter flew from, from moved their lives from Oakland to Chicago and are working on. Uh, a new book called Aviary, which is their their drink book. And in fact, the Kickstarter for that just ended over the weekend. Um, and they set up a whole new sort of production team to start making books. And I, I think one of the things that I like about this article on, on, on this entire process is Nick writes, making a great book remains difficult and it takes a lot of time and money Here's how we are planning to make the aviary book. And he goes on and says, in order to make a great book, you need talented artists and writers, great content. Typically, that would mean hiring an artistic photographer, a writer, a recipe editor, and graphic designer on contract. Because we controlled the details of the Alinea book so tightly, I wanted to make sure we could be even more ambitious for any new books we will make in the future. I wanted to create our own mini production house for all media of our restaurant group. The process of putting the team together took a little over three years. So, I mean, they, they really went all in on this and, and it, it happened in part because they saw this sort of obsessive, you know, uh, uh, project that Alan had done yeah. and, and they became the right people for the job. Right. And I just thought it was just such a, such a terrific example Absolutely, of, yeah. of, of seeing this thing come together. It is. It's also interesting, though, in the documentary that the the that Alan and his wife made, where they were saying, "Yeah, this took Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, almost every week." Yeah, we got on each other's nerves. We didn't see each other a lot. He was obsessed. You know what I mean? Yeah, for so five there, years. It's not like this is all wine and roses. You no, know no, no, I mean? no, not like at it, all. And and there is a level of obsession where it actually interrupts your real life, you know, mm -hmm. although mm -hmm. you could argue that this is your real life. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but yes, I, I agree. It's very cool. And it's a good story. It's, it's certainly a great creation myth for, 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 for what they're doing. It is interesting in this thing. They said, I expect our total all production and printing for the first edition to be 750 to $830,000 for the course of yeah. 14 months. Uh, sure, I have a million dollars sitting around. Right. Uh, um, and for, for those of you who are of, of, of the gear persuasion, there's a, there's a breakdown that Nick includes in this article of, of everything that they have put into the studio so far from hardware, software, cameras, computers. Everything. None of it's fancy. No, not none of really. It's particularly fancy. I mean, it's, no. it's a 5D3, an A7S2, a few lenses, a couple Macs, you know, I mean, it's nothing. What's a Houdini Indie? Houdini Indie is 3D rendering software. Ah, okay. Uh, okay, so there you go. See, yeah. options. And a whole lot of work by people who really know their stuff. Obviously, this Allen guy is a series heavy because, you know, that's what he does. Um, well, and, and I mean, what a, what a fantastic 
passion project. I mean, you, you start with this, this project of working your way through a book and, 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 and yes, it's sort of an homage to, to Alinea and Ackett's and all that, but it's also him coming into his own as both an artist and a chef. I mean, can he call himself a chef at the end of this? I would, I would imagine well, so. Th- that was the funny thing. Apparently, while they were in the, uh, I know you know this, but I'm recounting it for the listeners. Yep. Uh, while they're in the kitchen and waiting for the gelatin to set, he was like, well, we have some extra time. Do you want to help plate some food? <laughs> the yeah. guy was like, sure. And they were plating some food or whatever it is. And somebody, guy comes in, he goes, are these ready to go? And he looks down and he's like, uh, yeah, they're ready to go. And the guy like picked them up and delivered them to people in the thing. And he was like, did I just do that? That... <laughs> Right. I You're mean, right. there was that, that, that yeah. moment where he was like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, because you know, there, look, there are people out there who are, this is sometimes it feels like, and this goes for all levels of all creative art, that there's a belief that some things are magic or some people are genius, but usually it's sort of a Arthur C. Clarke, you know, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic any sufficiently advanced craft is indistinguishable from genius, mm-hmm. right? That it's not about somebody being a genius. It's about somebody doing it, working hard, progressing past the point that you can imagine existing, and therefore you see it as genius when it was actually lots and lots of hard work. And 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 I think this is one of those sort of examples. And then he finally meets the guy, and the guy's like, yeah, the recipe's wrong. You know, like, I guess we got this one wrong. And it's like, oh, he's just a normal guy. You know, he's making these things that look like alien food. Yeah, but right. that's only because, you know, that's, I don't know. I, I find all that very interesting. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed that article a lot. Uh, I enjoyed the, the video, especially the part where he's talking about the guy. And the guy, the fact that the guy took the time to say, yeah, come out here. Let's figure it out together. Right. I mean, right. that is not the kind of thing that happens too often mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah all around just a terrific read nice story um right. go go give it a look uh from, sorry I'm what just are you writing do, down you're like title. banging what are you doing you're like you're tapping through the desk over there hey speaking of which one more thing on the apple stuff the one thing that i've always wanted them to make they're actually making which is a wireless keyboard with a keypad. Uh, okay. They're, they're making, in fact, the new wireless keyboard is a full-size keyboard with full-size arrow keys and a 10 key. And it's available today. And I'm very excited by that because I like full-size keyboards, but I wanted a wireless one, but I couldn't have a wireless one because it was just a little dinky thing that drove me crazy. Oh, and so, you want, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want to keep it because I type in numbers a lot on the keypad, right? Or you know what I mean. I use that while I'm rating things, and you know what I mean. Like I'm used to. But that. you don't I, like wireless keyboards. You said the other day. I generally don't like wireless keyboards, but I, I also looking down. Did I say this last week? Where it's like there's just wires all over my desk. Like if the wireless keyboard works, I would give it a shot. I might buy one. But Logitech has been making one that looks almost identical for years. Why, yeah, what's wrong I know. With that one? I, I considered the Logitech one. I just never got. I mean, it's, to if, it. if they have if the you, one that has a, a solar, right? You know. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if you didn't look at the the Logitech logo, it it's aluminum. It's white. It's I mean, yeah, it looks yeah, almost yeah, identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried it. The, the keys feel a little different, which is fine. It's not like the end of the world. I just never got around to doing it, and now this one is tiny and whatever, and I would consider it. That's all I'm saying. 
It's 129 bucks though for a wireless keyboard. That's a lot of money. If it was 99, and it's, and I'd it's not backlit. It. And it's not backlit. Is that true? Yeah. See, how much did LEDs take up? They don't take up that much, right? <laughs> Is it really well, not they, backlit? They do. They do if you only want four millimeters of travel in your keys. <sighs> Apparently, for some reason, the Magic Keyboard, whatever that they put out last year, Bill. uses. Bill. It's the most beautiful. This is the most beautiful <laughs> keyboard we've ever made. <laughs> Chamfered aluminium frame. <laughs> Only two millimeters of response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the smallest piece of aluminum we could ever create. <laughs> Man has ever created. Uh, it's so ridiculous. Why do they suck you in? Even, even yesterday on the thing where they talk about the iMac Pro, and it's in this badass like space gray color i'm like okay yeah there were so many groans tim cook were there groans ios now goes to 11 oh, you're like oh, oh really it was, it was dad jokes galore yeah <laughs> it, was, it was really bad dad jokes galore <laughs> what no oh, cinch up your belt kids dad's going in <laughs> Uh, this week, this week's episode of Not Taking Pictures is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next move. Hey, what? What? Afterwards, because I got. Okay. I, I've been. I've been. I've been deep diving into Squarespace. I'm gonna do. I. I, I have to do this now because of, of all the stuff I've been finding out, figuring out, etc. I've got to do some some hacking Squarespace videos Tutorials? because okay. yes, because there, there are things that, that, that don't make sense un, until you dive a little deeper below the surface and then you go, Oh, okay. I get until you that, think like Jeffrey. Uh, all right. God, well, don't I want to hear about it. I <laughs> want to hear about that. it. Look, Squarespace has beautiful award-winning designer templates. Uh, you know, you could create your own website or online store with these great templates. They're fantastic. They're designed giving by out these awards. Award winning, yeah, yeah. It's who's giving question. out the awards? Find out, find out who's giving out the awards. Uh, they're the most beautiful way to present your ideas online, and it's got an all-in-one platform that that where there's nothing to install, patch or upgrade ever. Everything they just take care of that all in the background, uh, and they've got twenty four seven customer service. So so you need to talk to somebody like you'd email and chat support. I think twenty four seven. The domains that you can you can buy your domains there, so you don't have to buy them at uh, Schmomaddy. Uh, and and Shmo uh, oh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Schmomaddy. <laughs> Uh, you, you, you can buy them right there at Squarespace. It's a unique domain experience that's fully transparent, simple to set up, and it's flexible. Uh, it's 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 flexible. Uh, and, Postator. And, and uh, uh, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, Squarespace is also used by a range of creative professionals, uh, people, businesses, musicians, designers, artists, and more. It's flexible for any kind of website. You want to make uh, one that's a that's a menu for for a for a restaurant. You want to make one that's a portfolio for a photographer uh you want to make one that's got your band's new album on it squarespace is the way to go uh if you can go over to squarespace right now you can start your free trial today and when you decide to sign up for squarespace make sure you use the offer code otp and you'll get 10 percent off your first purchase and you'll show your support for the wonderful people at five by five and the wonderful people here at on taking pictures Squarespace. Wait a minute. Why do we have to go second? Move. Why aren't right. we more wonderful? Thank you so much for supporting the wonderful people here at OTP, as Thank well you. as the people in Austin, Texas. Uh, what are their names again? I don't know. There you go. Does that make you feel better? Yes. 
Thank <laughs> you, Dan and Hattie and everyone down there. Hey, uh, w- w- give me some hacks. You got some hacks? Okay. Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, one of the things is, and we have talked about this many times, why aren't all features unified across the blah, 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 Okay. Um, there are template families. All right. Uh, and, so each have a different like sort of subset of suites. Yes. Right? Okay. So it, within a, a template family, there might be six or seven or four, you know, it doesn't, it's not consistent, different templates. And all of those templates share common features. Okay. So whether and it's are a those stacked, usually based upon when they were made, like these were made together, these were made together, these were made together. It seems like it from the digging that I've been doing. It seems like it. Okay. Um, you know, for example, there's there's a the, the template called Brine, and that Brine template encompasses I don't know a dozen or so other templates that all share stacked home pages or uh, 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 Zoom features on the e-commerce when you're you know like when you're when you're zooming in on a picture. Um, what's kind of frustrating is if you want. Uh, a full bleed header image on a blog post okay and a stacked index page you can't have that right as an example i mean there might be a hack even to do that but as a rule the the features that are found in one template family are not found in another template family okay um but there are there are ways around certain things there there um yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to put a, put together kind of a list of of what folks would want to see, or or what I've been kind of uncovering and what I've been wanting to see, because there are things that I'm I'm looking at my own site, going, well, why can't I do this? And then I dive in a little bit, whether it's CSS or code injection, and and you can do some things. You just kind of have to know where to look. Okay, so very anyway. cool. I'm I yeah. look forward to your tips things. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't your know. tip videos. I don't know. It's just it's, it's Jeffrey Sedoris, you know, talk Squarespace, just the tip. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so what else? See this, what do you think of this, this day's thing? We like Testino. We like Mario Testino. Mario Testino. No, you only get the one picture. I tried by the. Uh, yeah. Did you did you go to Versailles? No, I went to Versailles. It did not work. Well, can did we see work. them? No, no, it did not work. Uh, so Testino, Mario Testino, uh, one of, one of the huge fashion photographers out there. Jeffrey's um, being punny right now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and now some of the images scaled 10 feet high, 23 feet wide. Giant image. According to Testino, the idea is to stop viewers from getting distracted by turning them from a voyeur into a participant. Not that there's any danger of that. Considering Wait, did you most just of the- snooze? You don't like that? I snoozed in the explanation of it. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, not that there's any danger of that, considering most of the billboard-sized images leave little to the imagination. And for those who want Testino's best portraits to look back on in a later date, Tashin is, of course, releasing a book of the same title, now available along with the exhibition. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Tashin book. I don't know what, it, what, what they run for this book. Uh, I will look it up and see if probably, I can find it. Probably 100, I would think. If it's uh, if it's not the the, the giant limited edition, yeah, C note. Uh, yeah, I mean, is that what it is? Was I right? I don't, I have no idea. I'm I'm looking for it. Oh no, it's a thousand dollars. What? Wait, is that right? Is, no. it, is it a giant book? Is it like one of those giant books? 
No, that can't be right. You never know, man. Wow. Would you ever, that's a good question. Would you ever spend that kind of money on a book? On a book? No. You know, it's funny you should say that because I was talking to somebody else the other day. Uh, I mean, okay. Even watching that, that video of them making those crazy dishes, right? I don't care about food enough. Like maybe it would taste amazing. Maybe it would be this experience that I like the idea of me going to a restaurant and spending $500 on dinner is insane to me. Like I would never do it. Like I don't, I don't care. You know, I mean, in the same way that there are people who there's people think I'm crazy for spending 10 grand on a camera. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's the same kind of thing. Like everyone has their proclivities, but yeah, I, I would never, I don't care about books. I usually buy most of my art books when they're on sale or used just because I have them on my shelf. I pull them off every once in a while. I flip through when I'm looking for inspiration or trying to come up with an idea, but I don't have that many. I've got maybe 30 or 40 art books. Um, you probably have two or three times that, right? Uh, I've got, yeah, I've got a few. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, no, I would never spend a thousand dollars. The only way I would spend a thousand dollars is because it would probably be worth more later. That's the, uh, and I know mm. you have your own feelings about buying books as investments, but those are the kind of, I books like that looking will... at them. That's the thing. It, would, right. it just bums me out to like, to, to buy a book and then just leave it shrink wrapped in the, on the sh- that's silly. That's me. definitely the kind of book that would be worth more later. Right. Uh, uh, Mario Testino, Undressed is the name of the book on Tashin, and it's uh, 29 bucks. Okay. See, there you go. 29 bucks. Is there a giant version of some kind? Is that why we... I would imagine, like like the big Annie book or the, the Ellen Von Unworth, the big... Yeah, the those big, ones uh, that come with their own stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, the Helmut Newton that when he released Sumo. That was another big one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, weird. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, that's the deal. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's fine. I found this next one way more interesting though. The, uh, the, uh, uh, machine learning. Yeah. What do you got? So I, from, from what I gather from this, these, these people have used machine learning to make choices on photography, like to make art, like editorial choices in, in sets of photographs. Right. So I guess they had, groups of people uh uh in the in a photo community pour through a certain collection of work and decide what is the best and then the ai also chose what it thought was the best images right um and i think the ai is right most of the time (laughs) (laughs) what do you think i I, i'll put a link in the show notes so i just yeah i mean the ai does certainly does a good job will you give it that yeah, it does a better job than I thought. I don't. I still but don't. Not know as what good the, of a job as the, as the thing, or at least at the at the same level as uh, as as the as the uh, the the people. Well, I okay. Here's the thing. I I think that AI is doing a good job in this case in this example. Yep. But it. But I also want to see what it missed over that I might have chosen instead. Okay. So you you don't trust the people or the AI. You want to see the whole set. Yeah. Okay. Right. But if you if you had just seen these are two images, pick which one you like better. Four out of five times, I went with the one the AI chose. Hmm. Um. It certainly hmm. wasn't a oh god the AI is choosing a terrible picture that's blurry right. and out of focus and whatever. I right. mean, it, compositionally they are arguably more interesting. I mean, what is yeah. it doing? I mean, it's figuring out ratios and contrast but and what color is it looking at that's the thing 
It's an AI, man. If it looks at what he <laughs> wants to look at. Well, okay. There's a, a th- this is, this will, do you follow Archilect? No. What is that one? Okay. Archilect. Uh, let me go here. Twitter. <laughs> go ahead. I'll find it. I think that's a, it. A, a Twitter handle. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, uh, Ocular engine sources. Okay. Yeah. What is this Archilect? Okay. So Archilect is a piece of software that scours the internet and posts photos to Twitter. There's no person behind this. And it's, it's fascinating because the, the subject matter shifts. Um, there are sets of sometimes similar images. Then there are completely disparate images, but I got to tell you, I'm a fan of what it puts up. Now, how is this choosing it? Couldn't it also just find ones that have the most likes and choose one of those and from reputable photographers or whatever it is. I suppose it could, but I've, I've tried looking for some of the images that it posts and I can't find them. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So I don't think it's based on popularity. I don't know necessarily what it's based on actually, but it's fascinating. And I find myself like more often than not, I'll go, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting image. And it's yeah. a machine that's that's deciding what's going to be interesting. So so is this like uh the the Go software that's gonna make humans irrelevant? Yeah, I don't know. I there's so many things like this that really drive me crazy because I really don't know it it could it could be that machines do get better at all of this than we are. It could be that the machines get better at doing what I do than I can, you know, a drone zooming around, but then does I, analysis I guess, of what looks good and takes the picture, you know, but if that's the case, what's left for humans to do, if that, not right. creative what's, stuff, what's left in, in terms of an emotion, what is an emotional connection? If, if there is no emotion in the selection process of our or, or the machine learning from this example, then where does emotion and empathy and compassion and beauty, where does all that fit? So in the same way that when Deep Blue beat uh, Kasparov, is that yep. the guy's name? Yeah. And people said, oh, chess is this thing that's beyond computers because it's about heart and intelligence and creativity and whatever it is. And then the computer goes and beats the crap out of the best chess player of all time. And, Everyone goes, well, it's still about heart and beauty and whatever. But right? people it? still play chess. Yeah. But no one, no one, and now people use the computers in order for them to, to play better chess, right? So all the pro chess people will play computers in order to improve their own way and maybe have started to play more like computers because computers play a certain, you know, I mean, it's beyond mm-hmm. me chess wise, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying. But is, is chess more of a situation of, you know, you move X piece to Y location and the computer goes, oh, you're using the blah, 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 blah attack or blah, sure, blah, blah, but, blah, but strategy. How is, is that really that different than it saying the computer, okay, the, this computer that did the analysis for the article we started talking about, stick a camera on that computer and let it go around, couldn't it create those things instead of just choosing them from somebody else? And at that I, point, I guess, yeah, that's what's scary right. is it probably could, and it would probably do a terrific job. Right. And, and, and it leaves me wondering then where the humanity of photography is headed versus or is the, the, is the humanity of photography an illusion? I don't know if that's the case, then is creativity an illusion? 
Yeah, I, I think that it is in some ways. And that is... <laughs> we just went down a dark hole. Yeah, I mean, if it... it, it... <clears throat> yeah. It, it, it gets real scary real fast, especially when you see it as, oh, well, the uh, computers will take care of all these repetitive tasks and, you know, build cars for us. But then that'll give all the other humans time to go create poetry and write novels and whatever it is and make a living that way to enjoy entertainment with other people. Well, you know what? That novel could be created by a machine and it can do it in 16 minutes where it takes you 16 months. Yeah, there was a screenplay just- that was written by an AI and it's pretty darn good. Yeah. So at what point when people just want, in the same way that the kids nowadays are just listening to music as a background thing, who cares what the imagery is or what the people are saying? We just, we just want a story. Well, a machine can make a story. You know, It can do it now. Mm. It's going to do it better tomorrow. In five years, it'll do it better than 99% of humans. You know, the singularity is nigh. But, uh, I do, yeah, hmm. Smoke them while you got them, because you know <laughs> machines are coming. Uh, and there was so much talk. I mean, not to, not to keep talking about Apple, but there was so much talk about machine learning, machine learning, VR, machine learning, machine learning, VR. Yeah, it's we're, we're where, turning into where, Wally. Where, where does it go? And yeah. and where 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 does if 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 you take this sort of muse maker relationship and turn it into math. Yep. And it removes I don't know, man. Removes are, are, or are replaces. We, are we replace yeah, are we replacing Look, it it what it doesn't replace is the joy of creating something and that's fine. The problem is is that if if creativity becomes a pastime because there's no money in it right that's when things just get changed for people like me right um or people who write screenplays or or, people who paint paintings or people who make music right right. yeah i mean it doesn't stop you from making a beautiful picture or writing a beautiful screenplay but it does stop you from making money writing a beautiful screenplay or taking a beautiful picture um yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, yes. I mean, I, I see your point with that. It's, 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 it's the existential crisis of it all that, that has, that sets me sort of spinning that, that yeah. if it, re- if, 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 I mean, not to go on off on, off on a religious tangent, but if the touch of God go, go, is go. replaced by an equation, that's going to leave a lot of people lost. And not just lost of what to do for a living, but lost. Lost lost from, from the point of view of meaning. Yes. Which is ultimately probably what all the people listening to this, all of you, you, I'm, listen, I'm talking to you sitting on the subway, you driving your car right now, right. Um, <laughs> you feeding your child. Um, how dare you listen to us while feeding your child? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, we, we do these things. We have these creative pursuits. We, we make things from nothing in order to feel that rush, that closeness with the divine. Yes, the infinite. You define that. Yes, and, whatever and, that is. And I'm saying this as an atheist, right? But but that's that's as close as I will ever go to describing it that way. But 
but yeah, the minute that becomes a, oh, well, that's really just about tuning this algorithm. And, and yes, I don't know, you may I don't know how I respond to that. I don't know, Bill, because I, I, have, I have felt as sure as I'm sitting here that there is something greater than me at work. I have, hmm. I have, I have felt that. I don't know what it is. I'm, I choose not to, uh, I, it's not that I, ch- it's not even that. It's not that I choose not to define it. I can't define it. I remember I when, I remember when the Pope JP two John Paul II was, yeah. was, was over there and he called a bunch of scientists in to discuss cosmology. I think it was like Hawking and all those guys. Right. And he said, look, I'm fine with you. <clears throat> looking back and trying to figure it all out to the big bang. Like, like you, you guys, that's your job. That's what you should do. And that's reality, but don't try to look behind the curtain. That's where God is. Right. Basically like, you know, I'm not trying to get religious for religious sake. I'm just saying he said that, that act of creation, that like moment of, you know, like right there, that's this thing that don't bother looking at it because you won't be able to understand it. Cause you can't understand it. Cause that thing is beyond, I, I've always felt a little bit like that when it came to creativity. It's like, where does this come from? Where did this thing? I took a picture last week that I was like, oh, that's really nice. That's one of the nicer things I've ever taken. Now I'm really excited about that. Well, if that just becomes an implant that I can get into my head that suddenly gives me the ability to see these things, well, that takes all the fun out of it. You know, I remember I used to play wizardry. Sure. Different. Okay. Apple IIe, man. <laughs> yeah. So I played, screen, I played it on an IBM, uh, an IBM PC Junior. And I was very excited about that game. I still, to this day, was the most fun that I've ever had in my life was playing <laughs> Wizardry. It's sad and pathetic, but it's true. But I remember there was a a program that you could buy or, or, or get on like an Apple IIe uh, magazine that was a hack that could go in and edit the database that it used for your character. So you could give your character a Masama blade or a, a, a whatever the hell the, the fancy uh, swords and things were th- that you only found once every six months of playing. You could just give one of those to every single one of your guys and you can go down and you can destroy word none, whatever. Right. And then you go, yeah, you could do that, but that's no fun. Cheating is no fun. You know? Right. It's like, so yeah, you went down there, but if you didn't, if you didn't earn it, then what's the point? And, and I think it's, as we always say, it's the experience, not the result that is the important part. And that's sure, kind of what sure. you and I sell. And if it just becomes, well, the, yeah, but the final result, you know, can be made without you. And so it's all about the experience. It's just like, well, you know, but this kind of feels thing. Cause even my best picture is not as good as that drone AI's picture that it just took. Right. And I spent six right. months trying if to get to this location on the right product. Day. Yeah. Where are we? If it's, if it, if it, if it all gets boiled down to the result and, and not the steps that it took to get there. And and that's the problem with social media and all the rest of it. The way it is, is that it does come down to the final product of like, Oh, that girl looks hot and she's got big boobs in that picture. So we're going to give that 40 million likes or whatever, you know, it's like, what about this thing that somebody else spent a year doing some, you know, very deep project for homeless people and whatever it is. And everyone's like, eh, they're dirty and I don't really care about them because it's superficial and what, you know, and it's like, Oh my God, this is it, it. The world has become superficial. And then you allow superficiality to, you allow the end product to become the goal. Cause, cause the, the middle mystery gets lost 
I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know what the future is, but it it doesn't. I'm not hopeful about the future of creativity. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it's there, and I'm not saying people aren't going to make amazing stuff, but I think that there is a sea change in that. In the same way that you know, librarians of old thought that knowing the Dewey Decimal System was the important thing to find your data, and all of a sudden Google comes along and goes, "Oh yeah, that's that's cute," and it changes everything. You know, um, I think a similar thing is going to happen to creativity, and I don't know how that scales, and I don't know how it affects. What people do, how they consume it, why they make what they make. I mean, will it make any difference? Look, there, there's a lot of people listening, myself included, who look at other people's work and go, oh my God, that's so amazing. I could never make anything like that. But here I am still making stuff, right? So maybe it won't matter at all. Maybe it's all about your personal experience with that with that creative moment and, and the rest of it is irrelevant, but... To your point, the minute you turn that into an equation that is recreatable whenever you want it, mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's no fun, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's not fun. I mean, and, and it and it takes it takes a lot of meaning out of the game. Yeah. Well, it, does it? I mean, I I know what you're saying, and yes, I agree. But like, why does it change it? Just the fact that it's easy. Suddenly, then, then it no longer has value. Even if that's the case financially, is that the case mentally? I, I not for me. I hope okay. not. Anyway. All right. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. It's certainly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's fun stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, look, Archelect. Thanks, going Jeffrey. Going back to that first. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, going back to that for a second, I mean, how many, how many followers does this thing have? Uh, 250,000, 384,000, 384,000 followers. Yep. The ocular engine. I'll figure out who this, how this thing works here. FAQ. There's an FAQ. It's a synthetic intelligence, artificial intelligence, depending on point of view made to find and share inspiring visuals over social media channels. She is a living inspirational machine. She is a digital muse, currently active and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Has an algorithm that has fed a list of keywords. Instead of posting the search results directly, she wiki walks between pages and posts, collecting data on various items, image, poster, recent interaction, the visible audience of a post. She maps the social structure of these uh, items by mining as much data as possible from each of them. This abstract structure allows Archelect to find positive results, but more importantly, allows her to discover related keywords and eventually learn. So now it's still using <laughs> the connections that humans have made in order to find what's important. But that description, I mean, what? <laughs> what is more moving that description or, or, or uh, Sagan's thing in, in pale blue dot about, uh, you know, a moat of dust in a sunbeam. Right, 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 right. I mean, it's just, uh, it just, it messes with my head. <sighs> Silicon Valley, man, it's going to ruin everything. Yeah. Anyway. What so else? There was got? that rabbit hole. So that was fun. <laughs> Uh, so there's this guy mowing a lawn in a tornado. <laughs> Did you see this picture? I didn't actually see this until so, this morning. So. Real picture. 
Theunus Wessels mowed his lawn on Friday as a tornado, a tornado touched down nearby. This is not a composite. This is an actual photo. Guy in shorts mowing his lawn with a big twister in the background just over his back fence. Okay, and then people have taken it and turned it into a bunch of different memes and added stuff to it and whatever. I, my favorite is the one that says that it's Kim Jong-un mowing the lawn because <laughs> <laughs> nice. he's kind of got this crop top and black glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but here, you know what? I Look, I think these things are really funny. They're cute. They are what they are. But at the same time, it's like... Ultimately, humans are going to take whatever technology we give them and do stupid, silly stuff with it, right? You know? Right. Um, it's not like this is adding to the discourse of, of humanity in any positive way. This is just silly, um, which is fine in its own way. I just feel like nine times out of ten, this is the stuff that gets noticed. Um, yeah, it's cute. This is kind of funny. Oh, So we'll we'll do a link. Uh, there's one, uh, keep calm and mow on. <laughs> right. <laughs> that poor keep calm phrase has been just so, so uh, taken advantage of. It's almost as bad as Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it might actually be worse because Calvin and Hobbes you know, is still cute what? and funny. Poor poor Calvin getting stuck, you know, peeing on Chevrolets. and. <laughs> okay, that <laughs> stuff is ridiculous. And Fords because, you know, and Fords. whichever yeah, one you want to go for. That's <laughs> Exactly. I, do you understand that rivalry? No, no. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, what's kind of funny. So on, on uh, Friday, I had a couple hours to kill. I had picked up a rental car. I was waiting for Conrad to come up to, so we can go to Vermont for this wedding. And I had like three hours to kill up by Albany. And I ended up at a place called Peebles Island State Park, which used to be some sort of factory that shut down years and years and years ago and is now this weird state park you can walk around. But the interesting thing, Jeffrey, is on it, there are these mounds of dirt that apparently were embankments created during the Revolutionary War for guys to hide behind. Oh, wow. And they're still there. And there's like a sign next to them that says, please do not mess with the piles of dirt because these are from the Revolutionary War. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, right? I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh yeah, I'll have to put a link in the show notes or something because they were, uh, let me see, People's Island State Park. Um, yeah, it was It was actually, uh, it was It was really beautiful and I went for this like four hour uh, walk around the whole thing and it, or a four mile walk around the whole thing and it was absolutely beautiful. Nice. Um, so anyway, if anybody's ever up by there and uh, they should go to this place because it was beautiful. Um, all right, what else you got? Well, this this kind of leads into the group and the assignment. So, uh, well, let's talk about. It. Okay, so uh, Lens Culture, one of my favorite blogs. Yep. Big ups to Lens Culture. Up, up. Um, they posted this article recently called "Silence in Synesthesia," and the, the subtitle is a technique based on coincidence and chance. Rewinding film after it's exposed and overlapping the images stands for our experience of reality, balanced between the world we perceive and the world or worlds we overlook. And uh, it's, it's uh, uh, photographs and text by a guy named Wen Hang Lin. And it, it's, I love the photographs, first of all. I think they're terrific, particularly the second one of the, uh, the mannequins. It's very Blade Runner to me. Okay, um, I like the first one better. 
In fact, all of these are very. So of, so wait, he's he shot and then he rolled the thing back and then he the shot back, again. But shot it wasn't again. like I know what was on frame three and I'm trying to match it up. This was let's Correct. see what happens. Let's see what what comes of it. Let's see where we end up. Is there any way to and do just, that digitally? Like randomize that like that? Well. I don't sure know that there's way. a way to randomize it, but what I was thinking that would be kind of fun. I mean, first of all, go take a look at this article because I think I think you guys yep. will dig it. But could could we do this digitally in the in the sense that uh, go shoot, um, you know, go go shoot thirty six pictures, okay, and uh, choose one picture, and then uh, maybe choose a random number. You know, use like one of these online random number generators. Oh, I see. What you're saying. Or, or uh, so it goes you know, and grabs another one, and you stack them. Yeah, and you say, okay, I've got number two, and I've got number twenty-seven. Yep. And then just layer those things together and play with blend modes in Photoshop would, or Affinity or whatever now, it is that you're using. Which blend mode would it be to do it the way film does it? Have you ever figured that out? Probably either overlay or soft light. Okay. And you might have to do kind of a curve adjustment on on one or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I, th- I just thought it would be kind of interesting to to try to do some some random double exposure and and see what we come up with. Yep, 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 yep. Or or this is this is a bigger project. Um. Oh no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute now! Oh boy! <laughs> what if we did? No, that's too big. I was going to say, what if we sent each other? What if we? What if we, what if we did a list and we? Eh, we can't do that. Let's let's, uh, let's do that another time. People could put up pictures on the group and uh, like you know with the, with this hashtag and allow other people to take them and merge them with their photos. But then it's then you're choosing something that's going to go. with Oh, you're it, not saying this, the whole point of the fun of this is to not know. To not know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's let's try this. Let's try this uh, singularly. First of all, and then if it if it goes well, we can maybe think about a collaborative way to do it. Okay. Um, but I love the idea of combining things and just see see where it where it ends up. Yep. I think uh, I think that's fun. Yeah, it could be fun. Even even if you take ten pictures and then have it choose, you know, or randomly order one to ten, and then you know what I mean. Take. Yeah. Or yeah. Start or, or do here. Take ten pictures. Combine one with ten, two with nine, three with eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. do that, right? And Even just that, mix something them up. like that. Yeah, but but sort of go by some formula and don't do it artistically, right? And see which ones come out interesting. I mean, okay, this is you, something that Matheson would do. Christopher, no, I, f- figure this out. Figure out an equation for this, Christopher. <laughs> I like the idea. What I what I don't what I what I wonder about it, and this is a question for you in general, and. and how much should randomness have to do with creativity? If it's random, is it really creativity? Well, I think so because you 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 had the creativity or the or the or the, or the vision or the foresight. No, to 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 choose the initial source material. Okay, all right. You but, still you still photographed something that was interesting to you. In, in the combination of the two might be random, right. but the 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 the, the photographing or the creation of the source material is still a choice. Right. You understand what I'm saying though, that like, I you do. know, there's a certain I level do. of, okay, if, 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 if it's happenstance, you didn't choose anything and therefore it's just happenstance, not, yeah. you know, I love um, these though. I think these are terrific shots. They are very cool. So that's, so double exposure is our assignment, but do you want to talk about last week? Uh, yes, very much. Okay. okay. 
<laughs> yes, very, yes, very much. Very much. I very much want to talk about last week. Triplicate. Um, Tim oh, Timoteo. Dennis is one of the three women is amazing. Dennis, want, that, that's terrific. Uh, here, let me go to, wait, assignments. Yeah. Um, oh, John Gilmore with the girl outside and in the mannequins inside is really great. Yep, that's Coco cool. Vico that's with cool. the friends. Uh, Mario valves. Mirabile, that trumpet valves, that's cool. <laughs> um yeah so there it is that's all you that's how you're gonna finish wow <laughs> <laughs> i like winslow's picture of the coffee cups yep that's cool uh that's jeffrey's Chick. morning before breakfast no kidding uh, <laughs> uh robert uh three graces love that that's terrific oh that's cute Yep. Um, wait. Now, is this is it, is the next Robert? Is the next one? Is that them thirty years later? What is? Uh, no, those are uh, from a three different home. Okay. Yeah, d- okay. different women. All right. All right. Uh, it would be funny though, right? If they yeah, were all yeah, friends yeah, yeah, and like yeah. you had these original pictures. Uh, uh, what else we got? Millie see, triplicates fun. I love Millie's processing. I love how how punchy her black and whites are. That is that is really really good to me yeah where's that oh yeah 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 she likes it she likes it harsh yep um nick govis k-town not triplicate but i dig that shot uh oh did you look at the uh, another one from robert the, the three stencils of of jfk that's yep. pretty funny see it's uh, uh, jfk where triplicate are we worked out where are fine. you when we need you <laughs> yeah about that um <laughs> It's good. All right, so we'll do that, and then multiple expo- uh, uh, double exposure. Yeah, uh, we will. Uh, we'll do for next uh, next week. Yep, we uh, did a similar it, one, I think, a while back. Did you double check the the things? There wasn't double. I think there was multiple. Oh, okay. So let's do double exposure. Is fine. Double exposure. I like the randomness aspect of it, though. That's yeah, that's I do what too. Interests if you me can, the most. If you guys can, so what about random double exposure? What about that? Yeah, you want to use that instead? Yeah, random double exposure. Okay. I will make that the thing. Okay. Um, photographer of the week. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, photographer of the week also found when when poking around PDN online with the the synesthesia uh, piece. It was it was yesterday's P. No, yesterday. Did it say the sixth? Yeah. So it was yesterday's uh, photo of the day, PDN photo of the day. Uh, and it's, it's called Tokyo Compression is the series. And uh, they were done by a fellow named Michael Wolf. Okay. And uh, these, the Tokyo Compression series is um, people on the trains in Tokyo shot through the windows. So it's oh, a little... It's a little, uh, you know, sort of voyeuristic. It's a little Saul lighter. It's a little Moriyama. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting work. And I, they I, do pack people into those trains. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, these are uh, amazing. Seems like it. They're terrific pictures. Remind me of uh, very much of. There's another guy named. I just want to get. I want to get your name right. I want to. I want to make sure I'm getting it right. Nick. Nick Turpin. Well, he's taken a lot see. of these because some of these are like 132B, 75, 156. Yes. 
He's taken probably a couple hundred of these things. Yeah. So these remind me that I, I, I'm getting this right. These remind me of another guy named Nick Turpin, who just did a book for Hoxton Mini Press called uh, The Night Bus, which is a similar thing of, of photographing people on buses through through the windows. Um, looks like a terrific book. Wilkening just got a copy of it. I am going to get a copy of it. I'm trying to... to uh, hook up something between myself and, and Hoxton to see if we can feature some of their books on, on PD or, or, or something and talk to some of the, the photographers and artists. Anyway, Michael Wolf reminded me of that. And then I went and looked at his website and I was just like, wow, good stuff. Blown yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is kind of similar. Yep. Put a link in the show notes to that one too. There's a article on his, uh, a thing on his site. Got it. Yeah. Uh, there's a, another series that he did that's kind of fascinating, kind of sad, but kind of fascinating called the Boxmen of Shinjuku Station. So ah. Shinjuku, uh, big train station. And it's, it's just, a, a, a that's a, the understatement of the century. Yeah. A <laughs> documentary project photographing people who are sleeping or living or both in boxes throughout the station. Um, yeah. So really fantastic stuff. Um, he also does one called transparent city, which what was the guy that, that we talked about a while back that shot the really long lens into the office buildings and got in all kinds of trouble. Remember that? Yeah. It was people's apartments, wasn't it? Not the office yeah, buildings. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Oh, one? that's right. People's apartments. Yeah. It was in uh Tribeca. I forget the guy's name, but yeah, we used him as photographer for the week one time. Same kind of thing. Transparent yep. city, this body of work, he's, he's shooting very long lens across cities and into windows doesn't and, it remind you of the '80s, whenever all the uh, big business Wall Street guys had a, uh, a, a telescope in their office, and they were always like right, looking right, through it in the movies? Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the '80s. Um, so yeah, Michael Wolf, Rich uh, Fox. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna make you rich, Bud Fox. Oh, this rich does that you can afford a woman like Darian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You remember that? <laughs> Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed yeah. is right. Greed works. Yeah. <clears throat> Get up, buddy. Time to go to work. Greed cuts through. Uh, let's captures see. and about clarifies. Michael. Go ahead. <laughs> let's see. Uh, about Michael. Let's, let's see. He's probably 20. That's yeah. the thing, right? He's 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, German photographer, uh, focus of German photographer Michael Wolf's work is life in mega cities. Many of his projects document the architecture and the vernacular culture of metropolises. Wolf grew up in Canada, Europe, and the United States, studying at UC Berkeley and the Folkwang School with Otto Steinert in Essen, Germany. He moved to Hong Kong in 1994, where he worked for eight years as a contract photographer for Stern Magazine. Since 2001, Wolf has been focusing on his own project, many of which have been published as books. Uh, more than 13 photo books he's published since... Uh, since um, what, looks like 2012? No. Yeah. 76. Is that right? Could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's been around a while because he's an older yeah. guy. If you look, I mean, not an older guy, but like he's not a young, young man. Yeah. So really terrific work. And, and, and again, another one of these guys who, who you could spend hours going through his site. Yep. And I, you know, I, I had, I used to have a thing about, you know, you don't need to put up 500 photographs on your website, but man, if they're good, I'll, I'll <laughs> sit and look at them. I really will. Yeah. 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 And you like this kind of stuff. 
I do. I like this kind of stuff a lot. This yeah. this this work is kind of right up my alley. Uh, got anything else? Contact. Where is he? Still in Tokyo. Okay. Uh, do I have anything else? I don't think so. Oh, uh, new episode of PD. Finally, new episode oh, of my, my other show, Process Driven. Uh, a conversation with a terrific photographer, Sean Tucker, based in the UK. Uh, from South Africa, was a priest, then he wasn't a priest, then he was a priest again, and then he wasn't a priest, then he was a priest again, then he wasn't a priest, and he's been a waiter, and uh, there's there's a part in the conversation that really does speak to the power of a photograph, and and uh, as as kind of a rudder for uh, the remainder, uh, I think, at least the way he tells it, the remainder of his life. So uh, go check it out, jeffreysadoris.com. Uh, and let me know what you think. And more I in the works, finally. Excellent. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I took a break. <clears throat> You're back. It's all right. I'm back. Uh, hey, uh, on your process-driven page, uh, it's missing an image for the initial post where it has the read more. I don't know if you were just going to put an image in there. Uh, no. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Okay. Do you, do you know why it's missing an image, Bill? Uh, no, because that particular template does not allow featured images. But Carl Taylor thumbnails. has an image right below it. Right. Because there's no excerpt if, and this is actually, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. If you, if you look at the, the entire post, if you have the, if you have the blog on yeah, that there's particular an image template, in there. yeah. there's an image in there, but if you only show an excerpt, it ignores the featured image. Ah, okay. So, okay. So you should either, you have to either show the whole thing there or do it. Or show none of them. Yeah. Okay. And I haven't decided which way I like it better. Or if I'm going to change templates, I may even change templates. And and the beauty of Squarespace, this is, this is actually another thing going back to Squarespace, our sponsor. uh, You can, you can build a whole other site while your while your main site is live, you can go build another site with a new template in preview mode and see if it's going to work for you. And if you do, you just flip the switch and you're done. Right. Yep. So. Although some of the templates have sort of different layouts the way they do yes. the pages and folders and all that kind of stuff. So you may, what it does is it just moves them all to the unpublished side and you have to kind of build up your navigation again. Um, Correct. But uh, that's not the end of the world. So um, very cool. Yeah. Uh, podcast on taking pictures.com will send us email uh, 347-687-9411 will send us a voicemail and uh, of course you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill Wadman at Jeffrey Zadoris and Wadman365 on Instagram if you want to follow that um, until the machines take over anyway until the machines take over and there's no point in doing it anyway <laughs> it's sad and pathetic isn't it it's no it's fine Sure. It's fine. Because you know fine. what? Machines don't have heart. Yeah. Until they beat us in the until battlefield. Until the, till the uh, what's it called? One's, uh, what the hell are they called? Uh, what are you talking about? Boston Dynamics or whatever they're, Boston Robotics. Oh, those, yeah, the Boston Dynamics. The, yeah, the little, the little robot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, where, oh, just man. put guns on those things and see where you end up. Can you imagine that? An army of those, those robot dogs? <laughs> it would be the most terrifying thing oh, ever. Oh my God. And you've got the little, the little like DJI, uh, yeah. uh, drones, f- f- you know, providing, providing intel from yeah. above. Oh my What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Yeah. What, what could you possibly do to fight against you can't something? That, you can't yeah. reason with them. No. Something no. that doesn't get tired. 
Oh. Uh, way to way to end on a high note, Wadman. Thanks. Yeah, good stuff. Um, we will talk to <laughs> wait, you next week. Wait for the the Mavic uh, Boston Dynamics Army to take <laughs> over. <laughs> Go uh, take ten pictures, do some double exposures, and uh, we'll, we'll be excited to see them next week. Yeah, please. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Say what you wanna say I know what you will say Will you?